Y'all are in for a treat with this triad. That's right. There are three amazing guests that are joining the show today. Not together. We are clipping them out so you can hear some mic drop moments from Hope Carpenter, Patrice Washington, and Anthony Hart. They are three of the incredible keynote speakers that will be at Grow Your Business for God's sake. They're going to blow your mind. They're speaking day by day. They are going to come and just way make, no different than how Jesus does, but as a conduit to him to literally transform souls. Not just transform souls, but transform businesses because ultimately business is ministry. And so if you don't have your ticket to grow your business for God's sake, this is your wake up call. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Oh my gracious, let's do the thing. Growforgod.com. Get in the seat in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you can't come, if you can't be in person, I totally get it. That's why we're making it virtual. They will feel like they're in your living room with you. You do not want to miss the opportunity to hear from these incredible pioneers. Pioneers, prophets, and provision speakers. They are literally talking about everything from money to finances. Is that the same thing? Not really. You got to come learn why. Prayer, power, presence, principles, all of the things that are also wrapped up in the Joyful Entrepreneur book that just hit bestseller. You got to get your hands on that too. But in the meantime, get in the room. Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. And you're going to see Hope, Patrice, and Anthony, and me all there together. P for powerhouses. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. FIT is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Because why did he put this pastor in this business space? But what I found over those couple of days is I needed something from you guys as much as maybe a lot of people said they needed from me. And I think that's the space we get in so many times is we go to get something for ourselves or we're learned as a speaker and we, we feel like we're just there to deposit. But I think it is just this beautiful space all the time of breathing in and breathing out, giving and receiving. And that's what that conference was for me. It was mind-blowing, eye-opening to the relationships that I didn't even know I needed. And I think that's a, a huge element and what a lot of people don't think about, especially in like the conference space. So if there are people in here and you're like, I don't even know what Grow Your Business for God's sake is, or I do know, and you've decided already that you're not coming or that it doesn't apply to you in your business or your faith lens or any of that, I want this to be an applicable conversation for everyone who's in the room so that you can apply uh, the information that we're giving you. So it's not just something you're sitting and listening to. And so I'd love for people to just be really attuned to what's 
happening. Be active listeners and see what it'll do for the rest of your day and even the activation of your business. Um, I want to jump into this part of the conversation. So Ant, let's talk about like the heart of the conference. And I know your last name is Hart, so pun fully intended. And and why do you come and why do you and who do you think um, you're most excited to hear from this year? Wow. Um, you know, I think this comes back to even a, a deeper question, Tamara, in, in my life and where I'm currently at, and I think where you're at, I think the question we ask ourselves is, why do I show up? And I think everybody asks that question, there should be, uh, in this room especially, you know, a lot of you are high-powered entrepreneurs, and you have to be very intentional, which is a word that Tamara uses often, intentional about your time. So why should why should I show up? Why am I showing up? And I I believe this conference has such a greater perspective than, you know, I've been to others where it, you come in and you feel like you're missing something. Maybe you're down and out. And even in church, church can be the same way. And it's limited because what we do is we want to identify what's missing in you. And realistically, I want to connect with you so that when you leave, I put me in your pocket. (laughs) I want a connection to me. But I think this conference is so much bigger because there is zero desire to put us in your pocket and connect you to us. We want to connect you to the Holy Spirit that's in you. Because if you take that back with you, I know that you're going to be deeply connected. I know that you're going to be empowered to walk out of some stuff. I know you're going to be emboldened to to make some moves in your career because you're seeing it through a different lens. And I think it's the same way in church. I, I say this all the time. I may be the only pastor that's trying to preach myself out of a job. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be like, come in every, you got to come hear my pastor preach. I want somebody preaching a sermon from Monday through Saturday because of some fire that I stoked in their life. And they take what I preach and then put it through a filter or lens of their testimony, their life. And now they're out there preaching. And this is exactly what this conference longs to be, Tamara. Last year, um, I, I, you shared I was on that uh, panel the first day, and I had a nice sermon prepared for the last day. And in the first 20 minutes in the conversation and the questions that you and Glenn asked, it just completely unraveled my whole sermon. And I walked off the stage and I said, Lord, what am I going to preach now? And over those three-day period, I just felt in my spirit, you're about to preach an ordination service. There are men and women in this con- in this conference that are going to change the world from their business seats, not the ministry seats. Because we've, si- we've siloed off those two areas, I think, in our life. We put ministry on a pedestal. We put it in these nice, pretty boxes with steeples. But there are men and women who have the capacity to make a difference for God's sake every single day of their life, in their homes, in their businesses. And we've relegated it to a nice, pretty room. And I think there's so much more that could be done in the world around us. Jesus didn't go hang out in the temple all day. That was a piece of him. But it was to help prepare him and those around him to go spread the word in everything that they did. And I think that's what this conference longs to be is I want to preach another ordination service. I want CEOs. I want businessmen and women coming in with a pastor's heart, with a uh, an apostolic fire in them to go change their businesses, not to go preach at people, but to go live the gospel in front of them, to be love, grace, and mercy in a business world that is lacking that. 
thank God that our brain is malleable. I mean, it, it, can, it can be shaped and reshaped and formed. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you, Father God, for that, making our brain that way, that no matter what we've gone through and no matter how it has affected us, Lord, that you made us to where we can we can change our brain. We can change our mind. We can change our thinking. We can change. There's hope today for people who are listening. You are not a lost cause. You are not hopeless. God made you so miraculously that, yes, it's going to take work, but you can change anything. Yeah. Start renewing yes. all the time. But it also comes by the action and the choice. You have to want it, like we said at the beginning, and then you have to act upon it. Yeah. I think sometimes people will get stuck in the in the desire. And someone that uh, named Danelle Delgado, who speaks into um, my life as well from a coaching perspective, she says that she thinks the most addictive drug in all of the world is hopium. So it parallels wow. to your name very well. I knew I had to wow. share it with you. And she says everybody just sits and they hope. I hope this happens. Mm. I hope I can be healed. I hope I can make a million dollars. I hope I can make a great impact. I hope my this, that, and nobody, most people don't act. Yeah. They don't do so because they're not willing to surrender Yeah, because we're really all about driving the nice ride. Yeah. And if we have the keys in our hands, then we know where we're going. Yeah. So that surrender and that becoming process that you're doing, even as you're sitting there, like in that malleable state, right? He is the potter. We are the clay. He's, he's willing to work with us. He's never going to leave the wheel. He's never going to leave us. And so knowing that you're in this place, everything is stripped from you. At this point, you have no interaction with your family, your church family, your husband, and you're just sitting there like working, being worked on. Right. And, and it's this knowing that in that surrender, you still might leave with nothing. Yeah. I had yet no hope. Him, yeah, I, had, I had no hope that my uh, marriage was going to be restored. I had no hope that God would ever use me again. I had nothing. You know, my husband met with lawyers several days after I left and announced to the church that we were divorcing and that he had no desire to reconcile telling you I've seen God do miracle after miracle after miracle. And I remember praying, just sitting there one day. And I said, God, if you never, if I don't get my husband back, if I, if, if I have to see my kids, you know, every other week, Oh, that was horrible. I just had our, we just had our first grandbaby. And then when I got there, I found out my son and his wife was pregnant with their second kid. And Oh, it was just killing me, devastating me. And, all the milestone moments I missed with my first grandson. And then our oldest son was in graduating high school. And it was just, I just felt like so, such a loser, so horrible. And I remember saying to the Lord, I said, God, if you never give me my family and marriage back, God, if if I never hold a mic again, if I never even get to minister for you, God, I just want you to fix me. I need you to fix me. And he did. 
But then he gave me all the good stuff back too. <laughs> he always does. He, he always gave me my family does. back and my marriage, and it's better than ever. I mm. mean, if I had to go through everything I've gone through to have what we have today, mm. as far as our love and our health, and you know, just our communication and being able to be open and honest, and man, it's so good. That's so miraculous. Yes, it is. Right. And it's, it's this knowing that everyone has access to it because you're not exclusive to the kingdom of God. No, Right. Like we love you. I love you. I think your (laughs) ministry is amazing. You and Ron are are superstars in my book, but it's the knowing that every single one that he created, that he shapes every single day is, is willing and purposed for the same exact gift for the same exact exchange of what you thought was good enough for the great, what you felt was anxious for the release yeah. of. And, and I think the biggest thing for me is, and one of the words you use is that communication. Yeah. And, and I think that's where we, I wasn't taught well enough when I was no, young. I how, how do I communicate my emotions? How do I communicate my, my desires? How do I communicate my needs, both from a parental perspective? Sure, we've yeah. talked a lot about that. But even to my siblings, even to my friends, everything was like, I don't, I, I think I'm supposed to be quiet about that. You know, had this seven-figure success and thought I had made it. You know, um, looking back now, I realize what an empty uh, idea of success that was. Yeah. I thought I made it because I lived in a big house and my husband at the time and I drove matching Range Rovers and, (laughs) you know, I had all all the things and it looked good on the outside. Um, And I thought it was good. I genuinely did until uh, I was 20 weeks pregnant in 2007 and I took a fall down the stairs and it sent me into preterm labor. And when I got to the hospital, to the emergency room, they said, I'm so sorry, ma'am. This baby's going to come any minute now. Hmm. Like, you just have to sit here and wait. And I did the only thing I knew to do. I started praying and I called other people and asked them to pray. And what was supposed to be any minute now actually turned into me being on hospital bed rest for 10 weeks. Come on. (sighs) Nothing but God, right? And. The, the reason that I share that, though, is because during that time, if you were in real estate or finance or anything, you know what was happening. Right. That's the beginning of yep. what would become a full-blown recession. And so I'm in the hospital on bed rest, watching the news every day, and I'm watching the banks that I work with close down. Mm. I have 16 loan officers and real estate agents on my team who cannot close a deal to save their lives. They are calling me every day, freaking out because the banks are closing. So that means the approval is null and void. We have clients who have um, sellers who are threatening to keep their deposit and go with another buyer. We're missing deadlines and they are calling me freaking out. And they are so used to me being able to fix. Right. And I couldn't fix anything. Right. And about five weeks into that hospital stay, Tamara, is when my doctor came in and she said, Patrice, we're monitoring the baby with that belt around your waist. If you don't stop stressing, you're going to leave here two years in a row with no baby. Mm. I lost a son the year before, same hospital, same Mm. same doctor. Wow. So That was the first time I remember having a true lesson in what it meant to surrender. Yep. 
because I thought of surrendering being, many of us think surrender is about giving up, but I learned it was letting go of the control I thought I had. I couldn't control the market. I couldn't control real estate. I couldn't control what these agents were going to do. The only thing that I could do was try to keep myself, you know, at peace so that I could bring my baby into this world healthy. Right. So I asked them to take the TV off the wall, Tamara. That's a good one right there. Minimizing the junk. I said, take it off the wall. They were like, by take it off the wall, you mean take it off the wall. Like there's a little box TV, (laughs) swivel, a little set. And um, yeah, they came and took it off the wall. And my husband brought me an iPod full of praise and worship music, my Bible and a red leather journal. And every day I wrote prayers um, and sang songs to my baby. And she was born. 10 weeks, um, still 10 weeks premature. She was a little over 30, about 30 weeks, five days when she yeah. came, um, but she was healthy and uh, she stayed in the NICU for three and a half weeks. And so when I left after my 10 week stay and her three and a half weeks stay, I left with a healthy baby and also a healthy amount of medical debt, almost oh. $1,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holy cow. No deals closed. And my husband had been exhausting all of our reserves and savings trying to keep everything afloat. So (laughs) needless to say, a year after this, um, by the time about a year had gone by, I was exhausted. I had nothing left to give. I was I was plumb out of like the cute little cliches and all the things that kind of keep you going. I was just done. And we had our home foreclosed. Cars were repossessed. We ended up moving to Louisiana where we lived in a teeny tiny apartment. And that was where God found me like that. God always, he never had lost track. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. That was where God finally got my attention and where I began to realize that what I was experiencing did not happen to me. It was happening for me. Grow your business for God's sake. No, really. I mean it. Grow your business for God's sake. That's right. Business is ministry and ministry is business. And it's time we take action in this belief and show up in our anointing with fresh fire. This is a cultivation conference. This is an activation conference. I want to see you reap the harvest, the promise that was predestined for you in your purpose and your calling. But you've got to go back to the root in order to do that. Come and let us water you so you can come fully alive and fully free every single day to make the impact you were born to make so others can also reap the legacy of your harvest forevermore. Let's do this. In Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th, you do not want to miss it. Get your tickets today at growforgod.com. That's right, and that's easy, growforgod.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hug your neck and grow together. Hey, y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. 
Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts. And you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.